When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight I'm here with my co-host, Dustin Smith. Uh, we're here to talk a little college football playoffs, uh, Mississippi State football getting a big-time win today for head coach Mike Leach, who recently just passed away. Mississippi State getting to nine wins on the year. We will also talk about Bryce Young and the job that he did at Alabama and just the absolute beatdown that took place in NOLA over Kansas State. Man, what a weekend it was. We brought in the new year. Dustin, how is 2023 treating you so far, my man? I heard that. I've just been sitting on the couch and soaking it in because I know within two months that I'm going to be sitting there counting down the days. Currently watching Utah get drilled. I yep. watched Tulane with the great victory over USC. I always love mm. to see the Pac-12 struggle. So it's been mm. a good day. Yeah, man. Uh, been a been a, a, a dang good day, uh, especially for the Mississippi State Bulldogs, man. And that's where I kind of start first. Uh, it, it's been a long weekend, a lot of football, man, and, and this morning you you wake up and you get ready for this emotional story. Uh, you know, we all know Will Rogers being the first freshman quarterback to start for Mike Leach and Mike Leach uh, basically getting to, to Washington State and then taking the job at Mississippi State and getting Will Rogers to follow. It was an incredible story. We know how close they were. And then today... Uh, you could tell that Mississippi State was missing Mike Leach, uh, as as I'll say, man. Uh, it didn't look all great on the offensive side. You can tell. You could tell there was some mishaps that went on. Uh, it it wasn't pretty. Will Rogers didn't play his best, but at the end of the day, man, they find a way. Uh, that down to their last drive, Will Rogers finds a way to put it in the end zone. He fits one through a tight window. And they do a little toe touch in the back of the end zone to take the lead, man. It was really, really special. And then, Dustin, at the end of the game, man, you know, Illinois is lateraling the ball around. They kind of put a little pressure on Mississippi State there on the last play. They get it down inside the 30, and, you know, they're they're lateraling, lateraling, and, and all of a sudden Mississippi State knocks it down, and they pick it up, and they take it back to the house, man. Uh, and and you could just tell the emotions uh, in the fan base and on on Twitter and all the social media, man. Uh, the entire country just coming together for these kids. Uh, could you give me your thoughts on what you saw from the Mississippi State Bulldogs today? Wasn't the spread minus three? Yeah, 
Yeah. Bad yeah, beat. So that last play was hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah, bad beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I There's no offense there, man. There's no offense. Illinois, uh, get out of get out of the the early two thousands of times, man. That's that's not the way, man. But Dustin, one thing, man. Will Rogers, like I mentioned earlier, the the drive to tie the game at ten, uh, it, that showed uh, some moxie, man. Some some poise when things weren't going great. Uh, he found his guys, man, and uh, he fit one into the back of the end zone. And then, uh, like I said on that last drive, man, you know, you're under two minutes. You're trying to get the ball down there uh, and get into field goal range. And and he made every throw that he had to make uh, when it mattered, man. Just Will Rogers, what kind of player he is, uh, him stepping up in that moment. And, and Dustin how as close as he was to Mike Leach, man? What do you think was going through his mind under two minutes, man? And and just uh, everything that was on the line. Well, he seems like a great kid. He's very well spoken. Um, he's been nothing but respectful throughout the whole process. He seems very genuine, and he's a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's towards Auburn a couple of times, so we know what he's capable of. He's very tough. You know, stand in there and he'll deliver it. And it's going to be a four-year starter in the SEC. It's a hell of an accomplishment. I'm not sure how many, because uh, Dak was a four-year starter too, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sure I will. I will have to see. Uh, I will have to see how close him and Dak are and wins, because it seems like they'd probably be around the same. So uh, had an opportunity, I would believe, to be you know all-time winningest quarterback in Mississippi State, or at least close. He's a hell of a kid, and. Um, Yeah, and congratulations to Coach Arnett uh, on his first career victory as a head coach. I know that's not the way he wanted to take over the program, but 
you know, uh, congrats to him. And we wish the Mississippi State fan base the best, man. Uh, congrats to you guys. Everything that you've went through the past month, uh, it's just really, really great to see you guys get to enjoy this. So um, I, I am super happy for them right there, man. But, Dustin, I want to turn it over here, man, to the Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, I know – the Alabama Crimson Tide have gotten um, a lot of heat, man, from their fan base on their coordinators, their their OC and their DC, and uh, you know they complain constantly that they both need to be fired. And you know the, the first quarter against Kansas State in the All State Sugar Bowl, they come out and uh, Deuce Vaughn is going absolutely nuts. He's running all over them, and Kansas State gets out to a ten nothing lead and. Then all of a sudden, from then on, from then on out, man, it was the Bryce Young show, and he put on a clinic. He looked like the Heisman winner. Uh, he looked healthy. He looked like the number one overall draft pick, in my opinion. Not Will Levis. I've been on record saying that numerous times. Uh, if the Houston Texans take Will Levis with that number one pick over Bryce Young, uh, I just uh, I think you need to. To, to just bury the franchise and delete it and uh, just blow it up, man. Just completely blow it up. But, uh, Dustin, man, give me your thoughts just first. We'll start with Bryce Young and his overall performance, man. Well, they better make a move because Lovey Smith's bound to actually do that. Mm. Uh, but Bryce Young's 15 for 21, 321 yards, five touchdowns. Look, the kid's poised. He knows when to run, but he wants to stand in the pocket. It's perfect. He has the ability to run, but he knows when to stay in the pocket. Fundamentals are flawless. I mean, I just, I'm with you as far as top pick. What do you not like? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all there, the complete package. Um, one thing that's very impressive about Bryce Young to me is that he had a lot of fame and a lot of money for a college kid really early. Yep. And you saw a, a half a dozen kids <laughs> at Texas A&M not handle that well. Mm-hmm. And those guys, even though they got paid, Bryce is on Dr. Pepper commercials, you know, quarterback of Alabama, the whole deal. And he's handling it with nothing but class, and he's just a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this has been, this hasn't been the typical, this hasn't been the receiver course that he's had in the past years. Yep. This isn't quite the same as what Alabama has had. And he's still been able to elevate those guys. And any talk, dude, of this, of the dynasty being dead and all this kind of stuff, like 11 and 2, your losses are to two 10 win teams. Tennessee ended up winning 11. Yep. LSU gets their 10th win today. Purdue, by the way, quit scheduling SEC teams. Excuse me. Just. Maybe decline invitations. I didn't schedule it. Decline invitations versus SEC teams. Yeah. Because you guys are getting smoked. I mean, good God, dude. <laughs> like, to have that on your resume once is one thing. Yeah. But then for LSU to come through and be like, we'll do it, we'll do it a little bit better. <laughs> and Gus was, and Gus, he gushed that second half. He didn't Absolutely. want to hurt anybody's feelings. Absolutely. I'd have won that thing ninety six to zero. <laughs> but 
and then <laughs> it is what it is. Alabama, dude, the dynasty is not. It ain't dead, bro. Yeah. And then look at their recruiting class this year. This is probably their best class ever. Mm. So mm. they're all coming back. They lost two games in overtime to two really good teams. They're fine. They're impressive. I think the question for them will be quarterback because it's just you're not going to get the next guy's not going to be Bryce Young. Yeah. Uh, I'm, he's the best quarterback to ever play there. Yep. So what do they do from there? But uh, they're not, it's not going to be some big drop off. And we've seen in years past when they have what they call a quote unquote down year. <laughs> the next year, Saban comes back pissed mm-hmm. and it's usually hell. Yeah. So, Dustin, here's my thing, man. You know, uh, obviously, I've I've said how how much you know I love Bryce Young and everything. And look, we talk about Auburn on this podcast; everybody knows it. But look, man, I love watching Nine play. I think he's absolutely uh, fantastic. I I love watching him sling the rock around the yard, man. But one thing about this year, like you mentioned, Alabama lost to Tennessee, man. All right, Tennessee just won the Orange Bowl. All right, over the ACC champions in the Clemson Tigers. All right, and they didn't just beat Clemson. All right, Tennessee put on an absolute clinic. Okay, they ran Clemson through the mud. You hear me? Joe Milton put on a show. He convinced everybody, "Hey, we're losing Hendon, but I transferred here for a reason." Okay, and. I'm going to be the starting quarterback, and you can bring the five-star in. All right, You can pay the five-star $8 million, but he's going to redshirt next year All right, because Joe Milton's the starter. All right, That's the team you lost to. All right, Lost to the Orange Bowl champions. Then you lose to the LSU Tigers. All right, They won the SEC West. They played in the SEC championship game. All right, They won their bowl today in convincing fashion. It wasn't even close. All right, so those are the two teams you lost to. You get to a New Year's Six Bowl. You beat the absolute piss out of a team that beat TCU, who is playing for the national championship. All right, stop overreacting. Stop thinking this thing's dead. You didn't make the playoffs. All right, and that's okay. All right, that is okay. It's fine because, like Terry and Arnold put on social media earlier. All right, he said, if you ever notice the year that Alabama doesn't make the playoffs, the next year they come back and win the playoffs. All right, so stop panicking, stop freaking out, stop. My biggest thing is, Dustin, stop trying to make your way into this year's playoffs still. All right, you're still debating on whether you should have made the playoffs. Guess what? They're not going to change a thing. All right, they're not going to go back in time and knock TCU or Michigan or Georgia or Ohio State. They're not taking any of those four teams out. It's just not going to happen. You didn't make it this year. Let it go. Enjoy your number one recruiting class. Enjoy your 11-win season with an All-State Sugar Bowl trophy. And figure out whatever it is that you're mad about with the coordinators. I mean, I've never seen... I've never seen a team average 40 points a game, Dustin, and complain that their offensive coordinator sucks. All right? Like, does he have some questionable play calls? Absolutely. Absolutely he does. 
but every offensive coordinator has questionable play calls. All right, Garrett Riley in the Big Twelve Championship kept the kept the ball out of Max Duggan's hands on the goal line in overtime. All right, but guess what? Garrett Riley the other night flawless, pure perfection. Didn't have not one bad play call. All right, Bill O'Brien scored forty nine points in Knoxville on Tennessee. And you lost, all right? But Bill O'Brien can't call plays, Dustin. He's terrible. He needs to be fired immediately, all right? You went 11-2. You went 11-2. Dustin, could you imagine what Bill O'Brien would do with Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith, all right? I mean, come on, dude. Najee Harris. Do you know what Bill O'Brien would do with those cats? Alabama wouldn't lose. They wouldn't lose. Come on, man! Like Pete Golden. I don't know. It's eleven and two, but they they want to say saving, but they know they'll get blasted for the stupidity of it because even they know that's stupid. So they just say, "Okay, well, it's the coordinators." I'm just mad at the coordinators. <laughs> but like, you just don't know how to handle yourself if you don't win a national championship. Exactly. And it's standard. It's a standard that's been set, and you know. Yada, yada, yada. But, like, I'm just telling you that a time will come, and it's sooner than later, mm-hmm. when you're not going to be making the playoffs. Yep. And you can say, oh, uh, what are you talking about, Dalton? That's crazy. What I'm talking about is Paul Bear Bryant had a reign. Yep. He ran college football for decades, long time. And then Pat Dye came in. Yep. And then Bo ran over the top, and all of a sudden, I just don't want to coach anymore. Matter of fact, I don't even want to be around anymore. <laughs> and he just went on about his way. And that's yeah. fine. So, all I, I, told, I said on last podcast, you know, here comes Hugh Freeze, as Nick Saban is slowly getting on up there in age. Yep. And there's just some similarities there. And... <laughs> you got the monster that is Georgia over there anyway. So, and the divisions are about to be eliminated. So, it's going to be, going to be the two best teams every year. Yep. And uh, no matter what. And so, like, you know, it's just, it's going to be a harder road for Alabama. And those expectations that have been set and the expectations that they have, man. 11 and 2 and a Sugar Bowl win. Mm. That's a great year. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great year, man. And you can say, well, not for us because of what we've done. <laughs> That's fine. But do you forget Mike Shula? Mm. Mm. I don't forget Mike Shula because I remember when we spanked Mike Shula and then he went to sit down at the press conference and missed the chair. Mm. Mm. I mean, like you, you've had more. I mean, you remember when Brody Cole got sacked 12 times or whatever? <laughs> they made stickers for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, so, you know, just be careful and enjoy it. Like, don't be ridiculous. Dude, like, it's insane, man. Like, I see people on social media arguing about going 11-2 and two and firing a coordinator. <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? Like, and then, you know, you Tom's get... In the yeah, like, come on, man. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I, 
Man, Bryce Young put on a show. The defense after the first quarter was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I think Alabama was an A-plus performance. You know, I, I did a college football show last Tuesday night, I believe, and, you know, I said Alabama would just absolutely annihilate Kansas State, and a couple of the dudes laughed at me, right? You know, and, and I didn't understand that because I saw a fully motivated team, Dustin. Like, when yeah. when – Bryce come out, him and Will Anderson come out and said, hey, we're playing. This is our last game in an Alabama uniform, but we're playing, all right? And then we we see today that Brian Branch has declared for the draft, all right? He played, all right? We see that Jameer Gibbs is declaring for the draft. He played. Like, everybody played, man. Nobody opted out. So I saw this as a fully healthy Nick Saban has 30 days to prepare for Kansas State and everything they're going to throw at him. He has 30 days to get ready for Deuce Vaughn, and this is just going to be a, a bloodbath. And these dudes were like, well, you know, Alabama, man, they're, they're ranked 30th in the country in, in rush defense. And, dude, I don't care if they were ranked 90th, all right? I saw the writing on the wall. Bryce Young, there's no way Kansas State was stopping Bryce Young, man. So uh, I took Alabama money line. I took Alabama spread, and... Bryce Young did Bryce Young's things, man. Like some of the balls that he he threw, Dustin, in that game, especially that that corner uh, that corner route to Jacory Brooks uh, into the back of the end zone, man. And and he just put that thing on the money. I mean, he dropped it into a bucket uh, for for a touchdown, man. I thought that was one of the best throws of the year. He looked like a fully healthy Bryce Young, uh, and. <laughs> In my opinion, he's the number one pick, Dustin. In my opinion, he's the number one pick, man. Uh, that's just me, though. Uh, anything else you got on the on the Bama Kansas State matchup? When it's expected, I'll be happy when things start to change in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> well, one thing I, w- I did want to talk about tonight was the two playoff games, man. Look. That, in my opinion, man, I think this is the best playoff that we've ever had, Dustin. And I think the college football playoff committee deserves a standing ovation for what they've done and how they absolutely nailed this playoff. All right, the four teams that were the best and deserved to be there got in. And I know Alabama fans can make their argument and make their case. But guess what? You lost to an LSU team that got blown out by Texas A&M. Okay? All right? You lost two games. Okay? Point blank period. I'm sorry. I hate it. But the four best teams, in my opinion, got in. And I think it was a hell of a night, Dustin. I really do, man. What are your thoughts on the playoff committee, the job they done, and did the four best teams make it in, Dustin? Oh, yeah, without doubt. And it's a contradiction for Bama fans that are saying we need to fire this guy and fire that guy because this season's below the standard. But yet we got cheated out of the playoff. Mm. Oh, which one is it? Because if you think about it and break it down, those things don't really go together. But yeah, they got it right. And you know, going into Saturday, I thought that Ohio State was going to get routed. Mm. And then I was watching game day. And I almost changed my pick. Just listening to the way they were talking. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, we ain't got a chance. Sure. Like, they just were pissed at the way it just everyone wrote them off. Like, they just 
were the team that was there to fill the fourth spot. Yep. And when you watch Ohio State play, they're the they're the one team outside of the SEC where it's like I look at and I go, you know what? That's they could play in this league and be just fine. Mm-hmm. Like there there wouldn't be any they wouldn't have any problem. Yep. They recruit like SEC teams, not only in talent but in strategy and just the way they build their roster. They they behave like an SEC team. They mm-hmm. act like an SEC team, and they have SEC talent. Um, they got NFL. I mean, the, the NFL is loaded with Ohio State guys. Yep. So they're just, well, they're just a, such an impressive program. The way they continue to roll. Because you step away from a great coach, all time great coach like Urban Meyer, and to a guy that you don't know much about, and to not miss a beat. So, but yeah, man, the games are fantastic. Uh, Personally, I would like to stay a little bit more defense, but um, still, not going to be picky. The games were awesome, and I don't know how any team, how anybody could argue, you know, otherwise. I agree 100%, Dustin. I, I think the games were fantastic. And, and you know, me and you, like you said, we love defense, right? We're from the Southeastern Conference. We love to see defense. But, man, you can't tell me that t- that TCU and Michigan game. All right, them when they started cooking in the third quarter, I think they had the most points combined in college football playoff history in in one quarter. Man, it, yeah, it, well, they went yeah, dude, it was electric. Like it was like Michigan scores, TCU comes that comes back, gets to third and seven. Max Duggan under pressure. And he finds Johnson right there, and it's just like he just kind of floated it out there in the flat. He catches it, turns up field, sees the defender, kind of, kind of gives him a little hezzy, and then bang, to the house. It was like 80 yards to the house. See ya. Gone. Nobody in sight. And it was just like every time Michigan got that close, TCU would respond. And every time you would sit there and go, all right, Max Duggan, the ball's on you, man. Like, can you respond? All right. And every single time, in my opinion, the guy who should have won the Heisman responded. I think that Max Duggan listened for 30 days, 35 days or however long it was, that Michigan was going to be in his face, uh, their defense was too good, he he doesn't play against you know Big Ten defenses or SEC defenses. He plays against the Big Twelve where they just air raid it out and there's no defense and they run three three fives out there and they're not physical. And I think Max Duggan said, "Hey, look, I'm gonna show you. All right, all right we are physical." And uh, the Miller kid, the running back man, when he went around the when he when he went around the edge and got outside in that first quarter and he met that Michigan DB at the sideline, and he absolutely trucked him, Dustin. I said, hey, let me tell you something. This TCU team, they're here, all right? They're real. They're physical. They're ready for the matchup. They're not caught up by the bright lights in Arizona. And I said, hey, this is going to be a damn good game. And I think we were in for a treat, man. For one time, I think we can say, hey, you know what? Maybe no defense was a good thing because I think this was the most viewed playoff that we've had. And and I tell you what, Ohio State and Georgia, all right, Georgia comes back and wins, right? We know what gives Georgia problems. 
All right, we've seen it. What what did Alabama do to Georgia last year? Their wide receivers gave gave Georgia fits. All right, gave the Georgia secondary fits. What did Ohio State do this year? Their wide receivers gave Georgia secondaries fits. All right, so everybody out there thinking that Georgia's just going to mollywop TCU next Monday night. Well, guess what TCU's got? All right, they're ten deep at receiver. They're quick. They're big, they're physical, they run four threes just like Ohio State's receivers do, okay? So I'm telling you, don't count the frogs out yet. I've been saying it all year, Dustin. Don't count them out just yet. But, man, um, before we go to Ohio State and Georgia, I do want to ask you about TCU and Michigan and your overall thoughts on that. And I, I wanted to just dump this one in here, man. What were your thoughts on J.J. McCarthy getting up out of the press conference and leaving after one question? Um, I don't really care about that. <laughs> uh, I, I see a competitor. I okay. Don't care. Uh, okay. He took more questions than I would have. So mm, good. And people that people that want to criticize and all that kind of stuff about something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, what is your passion? What do you pour your heart and soul into? Uh, it's whatever. And again, what, how did you handle adversity when you were in your young 20s? Mm. I know I didn't handle it well, and I didn't have that kind of adversity. I never had the pressure of an entire university and state. I'm like, get, get out of here with that. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about that. Mm. Uh, last game for Jim Harbaugh, it looks like. Mm. Uh, I was, the reports right now are is looking at the Panthers. I'm praying to God, <laughs> man. Panthers I'm... don't pull that trigger because I have I have enough fun beating like that's one team I enjoy beating. I don't need these guys to come up hot being a problem for my books. <laughs> he's a hell of a, he's a hell of a coach, dude. He is. He's a hell of a coach. If he comes to Carolina, that thing will get turned around pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Everywhere he goes, he touches it. Think about his four years for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And they were trash. They Absolutely, were trash. Uh, they had single Terry as a coach. They mm-hmm. had that one dude that was like an O line coach. No one had ever heard of that Italian guy. He popped up and went one for fifteen. And then here comes Harbaugh, turns him around. Goes right to Michigan, makes them a playoff contender. They hadn't beat Ohio State in forever. So, uh, but apparently, this is what last year he almost took the Vikings job. So, yep. Apparently, do you think something's going on there behind the scenes? I do, man. I, I don't think he enjoys the. I don't think he enjoys the recruiting side of things. Yeah, don't I blame him. I think he enjoys more of the war room type of things and and the draft process and and things of those natures, man. I I don't think he's totally involved uh, into college football on Saturdays I think that he just made that jump back into it because he played at Michigan and he wanted to get that program back to where it used to be get what I'm saying like like I I think he cared about it that much where he was like hey let me put my NFL career on the on hold for a minute and let me go fix this disaster so I can get it back to what it used to be and we can get a high profile name in here to take this job when I get ready to go back to the NFL. And I think that's what he did. Yeah, that makes sense. And as I, as I sit here and think about it, um, in, the, in the NFL, a GM has to handle free agency. Yep. And the transfer portal is free agency, and it's on the coach pretty much. I know he has staff to help him, but it all falls on the college coach. Mm-hmm. And 
you're just asking these college coaches to do more and more and more and more. And if they're just football guys that just want to do football, the league is definitely the better option. So mm-hmm. that does make sense. But he's done an impressive job there, and I thought Michigan was going to win. I, expect, I thought it was going to be closer than that, but um, I didn't expect all those points. But Sony Dykes has done one hell of a job. Um, that whole TCU program. And you've been hammering it all year. You've been telling everybody all year, TCU, TCU, TCU. So I'll be interested to see your prediction for the national championship. Um, <laughs> I hear you on the skill position. I have, you know, where my concerns are going to lie with that. Yep. Georgia just, Georgia up front on the D-line, good God. But yeah. it was a fun week, man. It was a fun weekend of sports. So a very fun weekend of football. And, you know, like I said, the committee got it right. No doubt, man, and and yeah, uh, I, I hope to do like a little preview uh, podcast show that we can we can get some predictions on TCU and Georgia. Uh, I think that'll be I think that'll be fun, man. I I really want to give my my heart prediction uh, with TCU, man. I I just I don't know if they can get it done, man. Like you said, in the trenches is where football is won, and Georgia is just too freaky up there, and. Dustin, one thing about the Ohio State and Georgia game, we saw Georgia pull it out. Stetson Bennett right there at the end. He finally got he finally got some things going in the second half. Man, the, those first two quarters were a real struggle for him. But C.J. Stroud, man, uh, the job that he did, everybody questioned if Ohio State could move the ball on this Georgia defense. Uh, everybody questioned if Ohio State – could be physical enough to stop this Georgia team up front in the trenches because we've all seen Ohio State in the past couple years in any big game they've had Dustin they've struggled in the trenches we we saw with you know when they've played the Clemsons in the playoffs the 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 past couple years or or when they played Oregon at home or uh, even this year in the opening game against Notre Dame they won that game but they struggled with Notre Dame in the trenches man so I think a lot of people were wondering if they could hold up there, and they did. Uh, they made this, you know, in my opinion, they should have won the damn football game, Dustin. Uh, they they let things get away from them. Uh, they had a busted coverage uh, for like a 75-yard, you know, pitch and catch from Stetson. And I think that's what broke the camel's back there, in my opinion. I know it come down to the game winning field goal, and he just uh, – that was an atrocity. I mean, I don't – that was one of the worst field goals I've ever seen in my life. And and you know what, Dustin? Karma comes around full circle because if you remember last year at the Rose Bowl, man, uh, he's the same kicker who waved bye to the Utah guy at the end of the Rose Bowl. All right. So karma comes around full circle. So you you get around there this year, and uh, this is a lesson to always stay humble and uh, humble in winning. Is you're in the same position as you were last year, except this year it's a little bigger. The lights are a little brighter. Uh, next Monday night is on the line for the national championship, and everybody's waving bye to you now. So you know. Yeah, tough spot. I mean, as soon as it come off his foot, I said, "What? What is that?" I, like, are they re-showing a kick from earlier in the year? Like, or was that the real thing? Like, come on, man. But man, Dustin, just give me your overall thoughts on Ohio State and Georgia, the playmakers, uh, the difference makers in, in the game for you, man. NFL talent all over the field, absolutely. And 
both programs recruit at a high level, and that's why they look that way when they play. Mm-hmm. So, going to keep going back to that. And mm-hmm. CJ Stroud, dude, I can't can play ball too. We talk about Bryce Young, but CJ is impressive, man. Reads the defense. He really reads the defense as well. Just like I said with Bryce, the fundamentals just. You watch some guys play, and you say, okay, well, there's talent there, but you got to fix this and hope you can fix that, and you're going off of ability. Both of these guys, Bryce and CJ, it's like, man, this guy can play right away and be fine. Absolutely. And it's, rare, it's rare you see a guy like that. And when you get a guy like that, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, they got Trevor Lawrence. They had a that made a really piss-poor decision as far as head coach, so they wasted a year. But then they got a real NFL coach in there this year, mm-hmm. and they're playing for a playoff spot on Saturday. That quarterback in the NFL, if you have the other stuff in place, can turn a team around just like that. Sometimes it's all the team is missing. Look at my Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, CJ Stroud, very impressive their skill players at Ohio State just always blow my mind. That's why I was so excited for Auburn to flip Tay and Lee because if that's a guy they want, when I look at Ohio State on skill positions, I trust their evaluations. Yep. Uh, all-time great game, man. All-time great game. And like you said, I, I kind of feel like Ohio State should have won too, but – when you give up that many points, that's my thing. Anytime you score over 40, I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. You scored over 40 points, like, you should win the game. Mm-hmm. Everything else is outside of it. And then just whatever <laughs> whatever that was for the field goal. So. so, So, Dustin, let me ask you this, man. So, we see C.J., Drop back. He catches Georgia in man coverage, right? He takes off down the field there on that last drive. He gets Ohio State into field goal range, all right? And there's still a couple of ticks left on the clock, right? So, I, yeah, I got to ask you, man. Ryan Day, brother, what are you, what are you doing, man? You threw the, you threw the football on back to back plays, man. And, and, you know, look, I get it. All right. If if you're an Ohio State fan, you're gonna say, "Well, we were we you know we were chewing them up, throwing the football. We were getting chunk plays here and there, and and all this." But look, that's not the time, man. You gotta pound the rock two times in a row to see if you can get three to four yards uh, each. You know, each time. Uh, you know, if if it gets stuffed, then that's what you live with. But I don't want to see uh, C.J. Stroud roll out and throw the ball thirteen rows into the seats, Dustin. Like. Th- what is that? That that is no man. No, 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 no. You're risking a sack. Yep. You're obviously you're risking a turnover, but you're really risking a sack and getting out of field goal range. And you still need a couple more yards to make it comfortable. I mean they were on they were on the verge. They were on the edge. Yep. They weren't quite there. They were right there. Like you needed more yards, man. So yeah, that was that was head scratching. Like you said, just pound the ball up there, dude. Or if you're going to pass it, something simple. Yes. One, two, bang, maybe an RPO. Either it's there, it's not. A quick out, it's there, it's not. Uh, uh, running back out the flat real quick, trying to gain six or seven real fast, he gets out of bounds. If it's there, then we just dump it out of bounds. Like, just something other than, I, I, yeah, I kind of, now that I talk about it, I kind of think like an RPO, just okay, if it's there, no, then, then I can run it. Like They tried to take a shot. I don't, I don't understand what that was either. 
they tried to take a shot. Like I think he tried to push the ball down to the twenty, and it didn't work. I mean, I don't know, man. Let's go, let's go to OT, man. Let's go to OT. Like you're lucky like, to be in this position. You know, I I just I don't know, man. I I think I think you gotta you gotta I think you gotta run the football there, man, and just. Uh, and just put your kicker in the best position as as you can. But but then again, hindsight's twenty twenty. If they throw the ball there and they pick up ten yards and kick the game winner, you know, I mean, it, we're not talking about this. But Ryan Day with some head scratching moves, man. One thing I do want to talk about is how about the timeout from Kirby Smart on the fake punt, Dustin. I mean, in my opinion, that saved Georgia the football game right there, man. If he doesn't get that timeout and Ohio State picks up that first down, that's that is game to me. I, I think the ball game was dead right there, Dustin. Brian Harson have an effect on the semifinals. Remember when we tried to run a fake punt on him? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, we gave it to him on film. <laughs> he created Brian Harson for that. Oh my god, man. We dropped the ball, man. We dropped the ball, Dustin. Yeah, 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 yeah we have. Yeah, let's go with Gus. <laughs> hey, by the way, shout out to Gus, man. The only guy I know that can win division titles and still find a way to lose five games. Mm. It's incredible. It mm. never fails. Mm. Yeah, he killed my bet slip for sure because I had UCF money line, man. And, and I, I thought, you know, hey. You know what? Let's go against Gus here. He won last year's bowl game. He beat Florida, and uh, maybe maybe he can follow that up. You know, maybe he can he can make it two in a row, Dustin, and bang. Guess not. You know, typical Gus, man. The Gus bus is on four flats, and now we have Mister Freeze trying to get icy. So uh, we are excited about that, man. But one last thing I want to touch up here before we get out of here, man, is what about the news out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Dustin? What in the hell is going on down there? Apparently, they've been getting a little freaky. Uh, Kayshawn uh-huh. <laughs> Butte uh, has now all of a sudden declared for the NFL draft. Uh, just weeks after he come out and said, hey, I'm coming back, and then you get this report that they're in here running the train on a uh, <laughs> recruiting assistant, and uh, it's, five, what, four coaches and Kayshawn, and, and uh, all these reports are flying around, and then you got Brian Kelly coming out and saying, hey, I don't know what the hell y'all are talking about. This is false, and, man, what in the world is going, do- uh, going down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana? Well, I lived on that campus for a couple months. Um, so I'll tell you, man, it's a freaking place. <laughs> like some of the initiations and some of the sororities and stuff like that, it's pretty wild. And I know that kind of stuff goes on everywhere. I'm just telling you, I've been to a lot of college campuses, but that one, that one's a little different. So I wouldn't be surprised. And I think they're still involved in, in more serious sex scandals as we speak. So mm. 
that's kind of you know it's kind of what they do you know me personally blake that's not my ratio yeah you know maybe a couple more chicks in there but <laughs> whatever <laughs> a team bonding experience i guess hey, that's what some people were calling it last night on twitter dustin they were like a team bonding experience and i was like man stop you know like i don't know how a coach like how am I gonna? How are you gonna say anything about my out routes <laughs> when our balls are touched? Man, dog. Like I don't know where we go from here. Man, like, what what in the world is going on in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, man? It is. It's 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 an insane time in college football, man. Whatever it is. You know, I, I, dude, I hope they get it worked out uh, down there at LSU, man. Just uh, whatever that situation is. I mean, that was a wild story in college football. I'm just really not sure. Uh, from Can I say it's just a rumor, Blake, that it's still funny as hell to me. Yeah. Because he had to come out and address it. Yeah. And, 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 and if that's the case, it's just some SEC shenanigans that somebody at College Station or Oxford or Tuscaloosa was like, wants to see something funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all the memes going around and everything. Like, yeah. I saw Brian and Kelly. took our sex championship. Yeah. Now, again, I, don't want to, I do want to dispute that, though, because what constitutes a sex champion? Like, to me, the only champion in this situation would be the female. <laughs> Man. Hey, I don't think the dudes are champs. I question their character. I question hers too, but like, at least she's dedicated to something. Man, oh my goodness, dude. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. That wild stuff out of Baton Rouge. Like, I, I can't even wrap my head around it. Like, insane, insane story. Like, I just don't really know whether to believe it. Like, like, I, I just don't. I don't, you know, I guess we got to wait for more information to come in, out. In but the SEC trash talking world, Blake, you don't need to. Because here's <laughs> what we do now. Whenever they bring up something about what Hugh Freeze did at Ole Miss, we got a bullet. It yep. doesn't have to be true anymore. And hit the internet. Yep. We got a bullet. Yep. 100%. 100%, Dustin, man, uh, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. Uh, I think this was a, a damn good episode, really fun episode. You kept me laughing all night, man. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Dustin, uh, like always, I'm going to leave you the floor to drop your social media content and, and of all things like that, man. Oh, yeah, I appreciate you, buddy. Um, happy New Year to everybody. I hope that everything that you want to accomplish in 2023 comes true. Stay blessed. We appreciate y'all. You can follow me on Twitter at dmichaud, D-M-I-C-H-A-U-D-28. And then get over to YouTube and follow on your YouTube channel, Southern Sports Daily. And uh, follow me on Spotify there as well. Same thing. Appreciate you. That's awesome, Dustin, man. Uh, if, if each of you could do that for Dustin, that would be great. Uh, he's, he's just up and coming, grinding with me every day. Uh, you love to see it, man. He, he knows his stuff, uh, not only about Auburn, but also about, uh, the NFL. Uh, he's a big Tampa Bay Bucks guy, a big Tampa Bay Lightning guy for the NHL. Uh, so he follows it all, man. Uh, he, he, he's a, he's a great sports guy, uh, and, and a, a guy that I obviously love talking to, uh, especially about the Auburn Tigers. So, uh, do that for him. And we,
we recently just went through a little transition and we were trying to do an episode last night but belly up has transitioned from spreaker over to megaphone so we were going through the process of like switching all the stuff over from that site to this site and apparently it deleted a couple of episodes so if you didn't get to listen to those i'm going to try to also re-upload those and hopefully we can get them on the spotify site and everything and then try to upload this one tonight and uh and hopefully we get all the kinks worked out and there's no problems so uh, just hang in there with us we'll get it figured out and we will catch you on the next one like always i'll leave y'all with a war damn eagle and we're out